You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 119 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hi. How is everyone doing today? Pretty good. Uh, very good. good. It's, it's raining. It's been raining for three days. I'm a pluviophile. That's my new word. I'm a pluviophile. <laughs> um, okay. You couldn't be there to live in California <laughs> or Arizona. It was absolutely just rain. Oh, um, God. It was supposed to be raining today, you, but you, you do know pretty I nice gained, out. I gained 25 pounds in Tucson, Arizona when we lived there. I was so depressed because of the sun. You do know that, right? I was so, oh God, the sun is so overrated. Oh God, I was so depressed. I love the sun. Oh yeah, so do I. Our sun is being blocked because of the fires all around here. Yeah, yeah, you've got it pretty bad out there. You enjoy your global warming, and while you enjoy your global warming, I will be in the rainforest of Washington or Oregon, so there you go. Mm, Now that will depress me. (laughs) But then again, they have really good coffee there. And wine. They have great Cabernet oh, yeah. wine up in Washington, in Columbia Oregon Valley. Oh, yeah, Columbia yeah. Valley, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. They have great Syrah. <laughs> I'm fine. As, as long get, as I can drink coffee to bring me up and take, drink all that wine to you know, bring me down. <laughs> oh, God, no. I just love rain. It could rain every day and I'm happy. Oh, my God. Mm. I, I never like read when it's raining. That's about it. No. It, needs to, it needs to stop soon and the sun needs to come out. <laughs> but on a happy note, at least for Suze and I, the Red Sox are up 10 games over the Yankees. Yes, they are. That makes me really happy. They are number one, not just in the American League East, but in the entire MLB. And we have two potential MVP candidates with Mookie Betts, who I worship and adore, and J.D. Martinez, who may end up with the Triple Crown, that's, in which case he'll get the MVP. That's wicked, wicked cool. Oh, it's wicked cool. Wicked cool. It is. I'm very, very excited. And I've got three Red Sox games coming up in the next month. So my husband's like in tears, but I'm very excited. Well, I'll actually be in Fenway um, in two weeks, three weeks. I'll be going. I'm bringing my friends to Yawkey Way. We're going to do a, a Fenway Park tour because uh, they've, oh, they're from be Oregon and they've never been to Beantown. So because I'm a native Bay Stater, I'm going to bring them there. Yes, sir. So there you go. <laughs> I'll be at Fenway in September. Yes. Well, we're just doing the tour. I We have way too much to do. We're, I'm bringing them down to the Cape and P-Town and Martha's Vineyard. And yeah, we'll be busy eating, lo- be e- eating lots of lobster. Lobster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of lobster. It's going to be a wicked pissa. Yes, it is. It's going to be a cocker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get off this. <laughs> okay, so today we wanted to talk to you about online security. We know that we are preaching to the choir because our listeners are very intelligent, but it doesn't hurt to just review and go over a few things because sometimes you think, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot I should be doing this and not that. So we want to get this started with Vicki, who received a suspicious email. Yeah, I, I, it came to me and I saw... Well, the graphics look really rad. Was it, was it from the Nigerian prince? No. No, I, I he and I are already honor. married. No, no, he didn't honor me with an email. I got it from some service, and the subject was 
Equifax breach, your personal and financial data could be exploited. And first thing I looked at was the email address it came from, and it was from the Republic of Germany. Why would some company from Germany have access or provide a service for financial information in the United States? Number one, foreign countries cannot have access to our financial information. And the company would have to be in the United States. Um, uh, I worked at a bank for a number of years, so I know that's one of the rules against the thing. But the graphics on it was so bad, I just, I knew immediately. And then one thing about it, they have a link in there that says get all scores and report now. When I put my mouse on it, you can see the uh, the, the link for the um, website it goes to. And it says, oh gosh, it went away. Let me put it back up here. Uh, the name of the domain was sarcasm.com. Yeah. <laughs> and then what about a hundred letters and numbers after it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what nothing. Don't click on the links, you know, especially if you have a PC, because uh, a lot of those exports work very well on your on your computer. It works on a Mac too. You know, I'm not saying it, but um, I, I, I just really would suggest you not do it on the PC because a lot of their exports are for them. So the first thing you do is you look at the email address. And you know, Apple email addresses, I don't know what Equifax is. I would imagine it's Equifax dot something or another. Uh, I don't know what they're, but I, you can always go online and find out what their domains are. And for Apple, it'll be something like apple.com, id.apple.com, email.com, some of the things they commonly use. But make sure that it's not Mac Securities, dot uh, org or dot net or uh, iPhone alert, you know, dot, they don't use uh, those kinds of email addresses when they are actually um, uh, coming from Apple. Um, and I will get more into some Apple stuff. None of the, another thing that they have in those emails, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, the stupid bad grammar. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> And if it's something like Apple, it would say, dear Lisa, dear Suzanne, dear Vicky, not dear blank, dear customer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. one hint. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 wouldn't, it would not be. Uh, I mean, it's just what's really sad is that they don't even take the time to even try to get it right. Or even the language correct, you know, in terms of um, when you're talking about your iPhone, you know, or. Um, your iPad, you know, uh, your iPad has just been breached. And they wouldn't say something like that. And they have no way of knowing it anyway. So um, that that's some of the other stuff. Uh, but like I said before, the graphics, if they got, Apple would not send you something in the graphics with like some, somebody cut and paste in there. Um, it, it, they, I mean, I don't even think they would even have any graphics in it at all. Have you ever done that? Uh, uh, a message from Apple when they got some big old picture in the middle of it or something? Never. Just, yeah. No, no, just Never. the Apple logo. But it's 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 an email that you're normally expecting. Maybe mm-hmm. you're paying for your iCloud storage or you're paying for a subscription or you just bought some music or a book. So it's something that you're expecting, which is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting this email that just arrived? You know, If yeah. it's something from your bank just saying, you know, we think there's a problem with your credit card, don't 
call the phone number that's listed in the email. Don't click on the link. Look it up separately. Go type in on your own. If you have a Bank of America credit card, type in bankofamerica.com. Call the number on there and say, hey, has there been a problem? Because I have had that where my credit card sent me an email. Wasn't quite sure if it was legit. Turned out it was legit. Mm -hmm. But I called them anyway and I said, I'm rather err on the on the side of caution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i wasn't 100 percent sure yeah. and i forget what it was about but yes that was a legitimate message but quite often they're not yeah 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 then um like you said before if they were addressing you by your email address then something's not you know something smelling here <laughs> plus the other thing to look at too is let's say uh you have a gmail account you know you're you know it's like you know, mary at gmail.com, and that's your Apple ID, for example, and you get it at mary at yahoo.com. Yeah. Because you have a secondary account with Yahoo. That's not who you use for Apple, but that's where the Apple email went. You know immediately right then and there, this is not legit. Yeah. It didn't even go to the correct address. And and another thing about the expiry stuff, you know, they, they continue to email saying stuff expired. It generally happens on your device. They don't send you emails like that saying, okay, this is going to expire soon, do blah, 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 blah. And if they do, it's going to be a legitimate Apple email address. It's going to refer to you by your name. It's not going to be something like um, uh, some, uh, oh, yeah, it it wouldn't be from Apple support. (laughs) Apple support is not going to email you about an expiration, expiration. Uh, and have you ever account. noticed, have you ever noticed with a lot of these fake Apple emails that honestly, to the untrained eye, look legit at first yeah. Yeah. until you do what Vicky says, you know, hover over the different links and the, mm-hmm. and the return address and so forth. But if you look at them, a lot of times, one of the letters within a word will be in a different font. Yeah. Or it'll say, I'm trying to think of something offhand, like maybe the, the letter E will be the number three. Yeah. Or it will say Apple, capital A, P, capital P, then lowercase l-e. Yeah. One of the, one of the, yeah. One of the key things here is that Apple support does not handle your expiration of your ID or your iCloud and stuff like that. Apple support does stuff related to your, you see your Apple Care proof of coverage. They do that. They, um, um, and um, any you know issues you have with um, your hardware, like you have an open support uh, uh, issue, that they they don't do certain things. You know, Apple has separate uh, entities that handle uh, those things. So that's, that's another thing to look at. And something else to think about is when you're on a website, and some and you get a pop up if you mm-hmm. don't have blockers put on, which I do, uh, don't click the pop-up unless you know it is from within that website. Because there have been times that I've been on a website and I'll click on something and it doesn't open. I'm like, why is this not working? And then I use Chrome up in the uh, right-hand corner, it'll have an X through it. And if you hover over it, it'll say, block up, uh, pop-ups have been blocked. And when you click on that, it will say, allow. Yeah, yeah. Then I click allow, click that link again, and then the pop-up comes up. But you don't want to be in a website, uh, say you're on Amazon looking at books, and all of a sudden something comes up and says, there's something wrong with your computer. 
please click here. My aunt did that. Oh my gosh. And of course she has windows. What a hassle we had trying to fix that for her. And there's no such thing as an email coming from iTunes store. All right. (laughs) Store. I mean, you got a receipt or invoice or something you bought from um, iTunes. The email won't say iTunes store. So you check that out make sure that that's the proper. That's how they get you with those fake receipts and invoices. Well, my son, uh, you know, lately I get a lot of calls and thankfully I can block them. Um, I have a Tucson Mm -hmm. phone number still, uh, area code, excuse me. So I get a lot of calls from Tucson and I know that it's not any of my friends because of the last four digits of the phone number. And then when I go to reverse, you know, the call and I see, you know, or they they have a lot of... um, uh, things online. If you go to, if you Google it, if you put it, you just put the phone number in that's called you and you just put it in the Google search engine. There are s- numerous sites that will say, oh yes, this is a telemarketer. They're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people also have to realize is that, um, for instance, um, many of the big companies like the IRS or firemen or policemen, people that call you and want money or demand money, they don't do that. They don't make cold calls like that. My son got called um, by the IRS and they were very aggressive. They said, if you don't pay, you know, a thousand dollars in back taxes, you know, within, um, you know, six hours, we are going to, it's fraudulent. We're going to have you arrested. And he just laughed at them. He said, really guy? <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, okay, since it's, you know, March and my taxes aren't due to April 15th, um, excuse me, and they hung up on them. But, you know, people do get called by, especially a certain age group. I think when you think about people that um, sometimes don't get out a lot or the elderly, they are victims of these phone scams. Mm-hmm. And people have to be, they get, they get craftier and craftier Um, as far as their tactics. And sometimes, you know, people answer the phone and they get, you know, you have a smooth talker in there and then they get more aggressive and they get somebody very scared thinking that they have to pay money. I know that um, I always read, you know, because I lived in Maine for so long, I always read the Portland Press Herald. And I know that they've had numerous issues with IRS phone scams with the elderly in Maine. And people have gone through their life savings paying these people. So if people demand money of you, um, ask if they can have, if you have a callback number, you know, that's the other thing. Give them a callback number where they, because usually they won't give you a viable callback number or check it out. You know, the IRS is not going to be calling you to, they will be sending you a letter. They they go by letters. They don't go by phone Mm -hmm. calls or sending you an email. So you really, really need to be aware of that. You know, and that's absolutely true with the IRS because not to go into too much detail, but back in this is August, so this was June, uh, late June or early July, my father got an email, uh, got a letter from the IRS, and he told me, and I said, it's got to be a scam. I don't believe it. But when I looked at it, I said, oh, this looks real. And then I called the IRS, and it was real. Mm-hmm. So we took care of what needed to be taken care of, but I automatically assumed that yeah. it was a scam until I actually saw it. And I said, no, this, this looks legit, but I'm still going to call about it. And the other thing about the IRS, and actually any company who claim that you uh, allegedly owe money to, they're not going to ask you to buy iTunes gift cards or Target <laughs> gift cards. Sorry, that is not 
legit no reputable company is going to say, well, you don't have to pay me the $1,000, but get me a $1,000 gift card or get me five $200 cards from Walmart and Target and iTunes. Yeah. That that right there should make you go, click. Well, the other I, thing I, is, I, I would ag- agree with that, but I would never share any personal information. If people are asking your credit card number, you just don't do it. You absolutely no. don't do it. And any Amazon scams, I know people, Amazon scams have also been another big thing. Amazon does not call you. And if you they do email you, you can report a phishing scam through Amazon. Actually, if you go on their website, um, you can report and you can send them the email. And they usually shut down those things immediately. Amazon's very, very good about that. Uh, but anytime, like Elisa said, pop-up windows, any type of personal information, do your research. Don't randomly think or just arbitrarily think, I should say, that you need to give out any information. I know that yeah. our youngest son, and this is a Craigslist scam, and I don't, tr- I don't trust Craigslist as far as I can throw them. If I sell anything on Craigslist, like locally, you know, if I have something, I always make sure I meet at like a Whole Foods, something that's very populated, well lit, you know, um, that I can scream and people will be there helping me. Um, you just don't meet, you don't have people on Craigslist come to your house, please just don't do that. But on Craigslist, um, when he was in college, he had to sublet his apartment. Uh, he had other roommates and he wanted to sublet it. So he put it on Craigslist, you know, under apartment for rent and, you know, four other roommates, blah, blah, blah. So he got an email from this woman. She said she was in London at the time, but she, she and I'm just going to throw out some numbers. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but he say it was $1,000 a month. So she said, okay, I'm going to send you a check for $3,000 and that should cover it the first month's rent. And she said, and I'll have you just, if you, she said, I'm traveling. And she said, and my boss, you know, just gave me this check. And she said, so I've got to, I'm going to pay you a little bit more, but if you can just wire it, you know, the rest to me. So take the thousand dollars out. And then if you can just wire me the 2000 and then, you know, I will take possession of the apartment, you know, next month. So my Mm -hmm. son called us. He said, it's so, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, say this again. And he said, yeah, she's sending me a cashier's check. I said, Deb, this sounds scammy to me. Mm-hmm. So when the check came in, I said, don't do anything. Wait till the, she sends you the check. Well, the cashier's check arrives in the mail. He shows it to us. Honest to God, people, it looked real. It looks so real. You, because a cashier's check, many times you have to get a cashier's check if you're, you know, if you're going to buy a house and they want a cashier's check, you know, you know for, you know, any amount. So uh, a down payment amount or escrow or whatever it is. So, I mean, cashier's checks are valid. However, don't accept or, or accept a cashier's check on Craigslist. So we called the bank and it wasn't even a real bank, just to let you guys know that. They, the printing technology is so sophisticated that some of these people use. So, um, you know, what happens is that it, it would bounce. So if you go into your bank and you cash this cashier's check, you get the money but then once they find out it's fraudulent, you are responsible for paying that $3,000. And so you're out. You're out, you know, basically two grand or whatever you've sent to that person. Never wire money to, to somebody, a stranger, and don't cash a cashier's check unless you, uh, not from Craigslist or anything. I think those, you know, you just have to have your spidey yeah. sense on and you have yeah. to have your skeptical, um, you know, 
face on because you can't trust anybody. I'm sorry. In this day and age with, with people being so sophisticated with these scams, you, you just can't trust anybody. Well, let me uh, add on to that IRS thing because I did owe IRS. Before I bought my house, I owed IRS every year. Unfortunately, I have no children, nothing to write off. So um, I uh, did get a call from the IRS, but they identified themselves with their ID number. They identified who I was. Uh, they knew who I was. And I knew I owed taxes. So they told me, okay, you need to pay blah, blah, blah. And, uh, your payment plan that you have, uh, 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 something happened where when I did my taxes and they found out that I owed more and they wanted me to pay. Well, there is a site that you go to pay for your tax federal taxes. You don't have to just send somebody a check out of the blue. And you log on to it. It's called Electronic Federal Tax Payment System, EFTPS. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the website. And you can enroll, associate that account with a bank, and then you can pay your taxes that way. And any information, that, any monies that have been exchanged is between your bank and the legitimate IRS. So, and that site is eftps.gov. So just in case somebody has a .com or .edu, I actually saw that in, in, in an email once, something, edu is some kind of university or school. So they <laughs> <laughs> would try to get money from somebody related to not a school, you know, it wasn't Trump University. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> Uh, just some company, and it was obvious that they, um, it was, I think, a China-based uh, web uh, email address, too. So I, I don't think they realized what they were doing there. I mean, sometimes these guys aren't as sophisticated as they think they are, um, and they, they count on you not paying attention. Um, well, I'm at the point now where I, I play along. Oh, yeah, you do. And I, I got... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm, that's just how I roll. Like, I have nothing to lose. Because, you know, as soon as I answer the phone, it's like, hello? <laughs> like, okay, I know who this is. And one time it was, uh, hello, your, uh, I got the Microsoft scam. Your, your computer is telling us that uh, you have a virus and we want to fix it for you, blah, blah, blah. And I told this, this was, this was a woman I remember talking to. And she said, she told me that my computer had a virus and blah, blah, blah. And I said, how can that be if I don't own a computer? And kept insisting, insisting, insisting. I said, but how can that be if I don't own a computer? I do not own a computer. Hangs up. The next time, I said, same thing. And I said, but I have a Mac. But no, your Windows computer has a virus. I said, but I have a Mac. And I swear to God, her response was, it's not my fault you have the wrong computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of pulled the phone away from my ear and looked at it as if to say, what? What? And then one time I just like, you know, went along with it. Went. Through, Are you in front of your computer? Yes, I am. Okay, type in this web address, www. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just kind of went along. And then I just said, you are... Well, I can't really repeat what I said, but and then I hung up on them. But another thing to look out for is when they call you and then they say, okay, can you confirm your name for me? I said, you called me. Can you confirm your address for me? I said, it should be right in front of you. You called me. So they, they don't have this information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if they do, they want to make sure they've got the right person that they're scamming. Yeah. And I never confirm it. 
The only time I will give out that kind of information is when I am calling them. Like if I'm calling AT&T or I'm calling my bank or I'm calling my credit card, then yes, I will give them the information that they need to pull up my account so we can solve the problem. You call me, I tell you nothing. I don't even tell you what day it is. And I also block calls. You know, I, I, Amazon, does, yeah. I mean, Amazon, Apple does such a great um, thing where, you, you know, they have a great feature where you can just block the caller. And I just block it because, you know, the same Tucson number keeps calling me and then I block it. Then they find another number that, you know, the four digits are very close to the one I blocked. So, you know, you just have to keep blocking, but you just have to stay one step ahead. But I refuse to answer any phone call that I don't know. I don't recognize the number or the person that's calling me. I let them leave a message. And if they don't leave a message, most likely I'll block them, you know, because I know it's probably a telemarketer Mm -hmm. scam. Well, what they're doing here with with us is you said that you're getting uh, calls from Tucson. Mm -hmm. We're getting calls that have the first three digits of our phone number. Yes. So if your phone number is, you know, 321-1111, I'm getting phone calls from 321, and you're thinking, oh, I must know this person. Well, if I knew this person, they would be in my contacts, and it would come up, Suze, it wouldn't come up 321. Exactly. So usually I just block, or sometimes if like, maybe I'm in the car, my husband's driving, and I'll go, oh, time to have a little fun. And then what? I, I and what call. I do is I just start screaming into the phone. Like the, I've heard things saying things like before you pick, like you pick up the phone, but before you say hello, you like you kind of like act like you're talking to someone behind you. Yeah, you know, clean up the blood before the police get here. Hello, you know, or just something crazy like that to kind of put off the person on the other side. Yeah. I have done that. My husband just like starts crying from laughing. He's like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, if you're gonna bother me. I'm going to make you regret it. Yeah, um, I got a uh, three-digit number that came over my home phone. You know, the first three digits. That's the first three digits is the central office of of your phone company. Um, And um, it was a one-one-one. Nobody has that number. (laughs) Yeah, that's invalid. So I just decided I just wasn't going to even answer that. Um, but yeah, the, the scammy stuff is really crazy, especially with the IRS, where they call you up and tell you that you you owe money. You know you don't owe any money, uh, and if well, you did, especially when it's the Siri voice. Uh, did you yeah, get the yeah, get the IRS funny. with the Siri voice? Hello, yeah. this is the IRS. We are coming to get you if you do or, not pay your bill. Or they like, yeah, okay. have a foreign accent. That's this Russian guy. I knew it was a Russian accent. I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Nobody calls here. Like, did he call me back 30 minutes later as if I forgot? And I just answered and said, Boston State Prison. <laughs> of course. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or I did, I, one time I think I did what Seinfeld did. When he, one of the episodes on Seinfeld, he was uh, interrupted by a telemarketer when he was eating dinner. <laughs> and he goes, can I have your phone number? Oh, you're eating dinner? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, too bad. You know, so I've done that too. It's like, hey, can I call you back? I'm eating it. dinner now. Can I, I call you back when you eat dinner? Yeah. Well, actually, I have Nomo Robo now. So uh, Nomo Robo, and I, we, I know we've talked about this before, you have to have the all-in-one package with your cable provider. So you have to have your home telephone, your internet, and your cable all bundled together. And then what happens is, is the... Um, when your phone rings, it goes 
the, the call goes through your cable company over to Nomo Robo, they determine if it's a spam call, if it's on their list. And then what happens is phone rings once. Doesn't ring again, you know it's spam. If it rings more than once, 99% of the time, it's a call that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. And if you do get a call that's not legitimate, you go on their website and you say, hey, I got this call from, you know, one 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 one, And then you let them know so they know in the future to look into that to see if it should be a blocked call. Yeah, it doesn't work on my uh, phone anymore since I moved to Comcast. So. Yes, possible Comcast doesn't participate. No, um, it shows up yeah. as, if, if, as if it's protected and it shows it's Comcast Xfinity, but it just doesn't work anymore. I went to oh. all of the... Um, other people have had this issue too, uh, where it just stops working. Um, I don't know why. But, um, no, I've been using it for about three or four years now. Yeah, I had two, um, but I had AT&T at the time, so. Yeah, so back as we were recording this, the phone rang, rang once, and like, okay. Yeah, I love that. It's really good service. And it's always the same name. You look, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing. You look, and you see it could be, like, one is from a healthcare company. I have no idea what it's about. But it comes up with different area codes and different phone numbers. It's like, well, didn't work with this number, so we're going to try this number now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, another thing, um, um, Suzanne, you mentioned it's people calling you from, say, uh uh, or we're from the police protection service, or something like that, or yeah. some kind of crazy things from the, or the vets, you know, vets for pups, or something like that, and they want you to donate money. I remember back in the day, I used to donate all the time, like I was freaking, <laughs> thinking that there was some kind of legitimate thing. Until one time, I actually looked at the name of the service that I went online. And investigated and found out it was a scam and realized, God, all those years that I was donating, thinking that I was do- donating to some kind of policeman's fund, or, and it wasn't even legitimate. Um, and then yeah, the one the thing about that, if that if, when they talk, say that they're from the police department, some people may feel intimidated and feel they have to donate some money. You know? Oh, no. I, I hang up. I get calls from state troopers. I, I say, I said, thank you, not interested, and I hang up. Mm-hmm. We get a letter once a year, I want to say November from the Police Benevolence Society. Mm-hmm. And it's once a year, and they will say, we do not go door to door, we do not make phone yeah. calls, this yeah. is our once a year annual charity yeah. drive. Yeah, And I, you I either write them too. a check, yeah. or you don't. Did they give you? They also give you a little sticker to put on your car, all kinds yes. of stuff to, to let you yep. know that you, yeah, that they're, they're uh, that you can put on your car, so other people know that they're existing. Well, the other thing yeah. is that many times, especially with the firemen, they have um, the boot. You know, they'll 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 yes. go at the intersections. They're usually at the intersections, and you just donate mm-hmm. the boot, and that's how I do it. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but. I just feel so bad when people do get, it's easy to get caught in a scam. It's easy to put your common sense aside or your, I call it a spidey sense, your intuition aside. But if something doesn't seem right to you, just check it out. It takes two minutes sometimes to Google something or, or place a phone call rather than go into your bank account. I don't give out any of my information, you know, like you were saying, you know, credit card anything. If if you have like Amazon's not going to ask you for your credit card. They're not going to ask you for personal information. The only thing they do is if you call the Am- Amazon customer service um, uh, uh, eight hundred number, they will ask you for your full name and they will ask you for um, to verify your your mailing address. They don't ask you anything else. The other thing is to always have two step verification on. 
I love having that on. I love having that on my iPhone and I like having it on Amazon and Google. Everything is two-step verification. So what that is, is that if somebody tries to access any of your accounts, it sends, it pings it to your phone or your iPad and it gives you usually, a, you know, some type of six or seven digit um, code that you have to put in or they would have to put in. And if they don't have it, they can't access your account. I got one from Apple oh, a few months ago, right before I went to France. And somebody in China was trying to access my account because it came up two-step verification. I, went, I guess don't accept that because you can either accept it, you know, like say for instance, like I have um, some time a family share. So if my son wants to um, use the new update, you know, on an app or something, it'll be a two-step verification. So it'll say someone's trying to access your account from, you know, Frisco, Texas. Well, I know that's my son, so you can allow that. But if it's from China, no, I'm not going to allow that. So then they encourage you to change your password. And it, that is good. Uh, I know, Lisa, you had that to use one password, which is you right. have a master password. Just make sure you never lose that master password. But it's also right. good to randomly change your password words, you know, for either your Kohl's account or your Target account, whatever you're using, it's good to change those up occasionally too. And always put, always put, you know, like an exclamation mark, a pound sign, some capital letters or numbers. Don't just make it birth dates or because those are really easy. Just try to make it, you know, write them down. You have, you have the notes app and that you can, which is what one password is for. All that is in my one password. Exactly. But you can also use notes and you can lock that note. You can lock it. Yeah. You know, so if you have to do that. But you would be surprised how many secure websites, like maybe uh, your financial, if you, you know, if you have any investments or your bank or something that's like, you really need to have that 36 digit password will say, uh, you need to create a new password between eight and 16 characters. And you think that's all. Uh, eight to 16. I mean, my (laughs) library, I can do 50, you know, and who cares if you get my library password. But this is, you know, my financial institution. But uh, what what AT&T does where I have my uh, cell phone service is if I if I call them, or if I'm on chat with them, whether it's on Twitter chat or chat on their website, they'll say, hello, what's your number? Mm -hmm. Then they'll ask me for my personal passcode. Yeah. And the personal passcode is one that I make up that I tell them. And mine is many digits. And I think one person said to me, wow, most people only do four digits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not most people. I know that I need to be a little bit more secure than that. Yeah. Once I give them my personal passcode, then they know that's that it's me and they can talk to me about whatever it is we need to talk about. Yeah. So what Suzanne had said about 1Password, and I'm sure most of you already know what 1Password is, but just in case there's one or two of you who don't, you just have to remember one password, which is the password you use into your vault. And I have passwords that are, you know, capital A, three, seven, question mark, uh, left bracket, lowercase r, just like something you would never remember, but that aren't going to get hacked. Then for your security questions, that's something else. There's no law that says for your security question, if it says, who's your best friend from high school, and it was Mary... You don't have to put Mary. I put things like garbage pail or <laughs> aluminum foil or I'll put, I mean, I actually have one that says gobbledygook as my question. Mm-hmm. And then what I will do is I will put all the security questions in with these really random kind of words 
take a screenshot and then put it with the password in one password. So if I ever need to access this again and they say, okay, what's your, what's your security question? I, uh, I can say, who's my best friend in high school? Instead of saying Mary, I can say garbage pail. Mm-hmm. And they can go, okay. And they don't really care the other side as long as it matches. So you don't have to put the truth because a lot of these questions, people can look it up. Don't put your birthday, like Suzanne had said earlier. Don't put your anniversary. Don't put the college you went to, the high school you went to, your dog's name, your oldest child's name, because people can look that up. Yeah. Put something in that they can't. And if it's something, if it's a case where you need to put in, say, a four-digit number because you have no choice, again, not your birthday, not your anniversary, not the year you graduated high school, put a four-digit number in that means something to you that other people may not necessarily know. Yeah, exactly. And you also need to realize that those little survey and little game things that they have on Facebook where you, oh, you see how smart you are and they ask you all these personal questions and stuff uh, and you allow them to get into your Facebook uh, page by um, authorizing them. Um, they get all kinds of valuable information about you. And, mm-hmm. they can and your it. friends. Yeah. And yeah. your friends. And your friends. Because you're giving them authority to take your entire friend list and upload it to that particular site. And, and say, I believe I didn't give you permission. And I believe they even may have access to your email address that's attached to that uh, your Facebook account. So you gotta be careful uh, with those gangs and things. I used to play them all the time, but I always would get bogus information because I like to just throw those things off. <laughs> but then yeah, I start realizing, wow, they got access to your. Uh, to my Facebook page, so uh, I don't generally say, "Hey, you, my, you're my best friend," or but they do know my dog's name and all this stuff, and I don't use my dog name for anything, um, right? But, yeah, but they could well, probably figure out something. What I really appreciate about the iPhone 10 is that it has facial recognition. So, you know, opens your phone. If I go into my banking, you know, you can you can opt to have that. That is an option with some of these apps, the more secure apps. So, you know, for our bank, it's all facial recognition. And if it doesn't recognize your face or you've tried to put in your, I mean, you have to re-put your password in. So every every couple months or so, it it makes you, you know, enter re-enter your password, which I like. Yeah, but, yep, you know, yeah. I do like the facial recognition because not only does it save time, but, you know, I feel it's I feel so far it's pretty secure unless there's. Yeah, a- I know. Yeah. Our, yeah. our health insurance, we have to change our password every three months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They don't let you. So if I sign in today and I don't sign so, in again until I'm November, just, it'll say you need to re- you need to change your password. I'm just curious why somebody would want to break into your health insurance account. <laughs> <laughs> Surgery on you, something that's yeah. sort of weird. Yeah, well, you know, but sometimes you get your ID. The information create, create. They got your your membership ID. Uh, sometimes it's all you they need. It's just the ID. And plus, it can find your social security number because they have your social security number when you do your uh, your health insurance. Really? And something else that Suzanne was saying about your two factor authentication. If you don't want to do that. Uh, for whatever reason, you don't want to get that six-digit code, you can use something like um, Google Authenticator yeah. or Authy or one of those that um, it comes up with a bunch of different uh, codes that you can use. Mm-hmm. I've only used it, something like that on one particular website, so I'm not 100% familiar with how it works. But if you feel more secure with that, and once you get those codes, again, make a secure note in 1Password, then you always have access to them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And with also with one password, um, there's different plans you can get. I still have the standalone license. I don't have the subscription model uh, because I think the subscription gives you a few more things. But for what it offers, it's not enough for me to switch over, but it might be for other people, especially with the family plan. And we don't have a family plan. It's just me that uses it. Uh, But it will tell you if the password has been compromised. Uh, I'm sorry, not a password, uh, a website. So say, for example, Amazon says, hey, sorry, but you know, 100 million passwords have been, you know, breached, it will tell you the next time you log on Amazon, hey, you better change your password. So that's one way. And it will tell you if you have weak passwords. So if you just have, you know, fluffy as your password, it's going to say, you better change this. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So, and I think uh, LastPass, which is another password manager that a lot of people use, I believe they work the same way, same kind of idea. So it's really, really helpful to have a password manager if you have, I mean, if you only have a couple of websites, then probably just a secure note on your Mac would be good enough. But if you have a lot of different websites that you log into, you might want to look into something like LastPass or 1Password or whatever other uh, password manager is out there that you feel comfortable with. It's not cheap, not going to lie, but I've been using it, I want to say, since 2007. And do not regret a day of using it. Yeah. Now, if I can get my husband to use it, because I have it installed on his phone and his Windows computer, and he still refuses to use it. <laughs> Another thing is, is, is you can always file complaints uh, with fraud.org, too. You know, um, and, you, and you should. You, you know, the more you can help somebody else out, if you've been scammed, I know it's sometimes very embarrassing to think that, you know, you succumb to something, but, you know, report it, always report it and don't ever disclose personal information. You know, I just, that's, I just, it's so easy to think that you, you know, if somebody comes in and they're a smooth talker, it's very easy to feel, I suppose, you know, like, Oh, you know, um, because sometimes people start off very smoothly, you know, with these conversations, they're not aggressive. And then they start in with their scam scamming it just it's like marketing you know i hate to say it but you know that's why they call it telemarketing so um i don't know i just uh i knock on wood i i'm a very skeptic i have a very skeptical personality to begin with so you know i tend not to believe anything and i have actually um you know, been asked for like a bill and I have to, I have to call up and to be, make sure. And it is like you were saying, it is a real bill. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I thought it was fake. Yeah. Well, so, right. Better safe than sorry. You know, yeah. I'm and, very skeptical. And they're not going to, the, the customer service representative is not going to fault you no. for making sure that it's legit. Yeah. No. Yeah. But you know, anytime you have these emails, you know, what's interesting now is no, never click on links. People tend to love to click on links. I don't mm-hmm. understand that. I, I, yeah. I think it, I don't know if it's a knee-jerk thing, but they click on the link. It's like, why do you click on the link? But I've noticed, I always go through my junk um, folder. And I've noticed lately the big thing is, first it was ni- the Nigerian prints. I know you've gotten several <laughs> of those. Um, then it was like, you know, answer this now, you, you know, um, or they, or I love it like, uh, 
um, madam, you know, like who the heck calls me? Or, or they just call you by like my last name is Stokes. Stokes. Nobody ever refers to somebody. I know. I know. Or I got one that said dear. 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 I got one that said dear and then had parentheses, sir or madam. It was like the template (laughs) and it had all these blanks. In, I should have. I just deleted the email. I wish I had kept it. But it had all these blanks that were supposed to be filled in based on who they were sending it to. Like, <laughs> wow! That's I got the funny. template. Got yeah, I'm getting ones. Lose thirty pounds, or you won't believe what Mark Cuban said about this product, or yeah. or about making my member bigger. Because I've always <laughs> wanted my member to be bigger. So. Well, I I one one, one day like, I will click I, that. I like the, like the gentle ones that say, you know, Mrs. Gilbert, dear, um, I, you know, dear, dear, or sweetie. It's like what? But the yeah. others right now I've noticed in my junk folder. It's um, click on this link if you want to stop these emails from happening. Now, come on, people. <laughs> if you number one um, mail, if you use mail by Apple, they will have an unsubscribe. So say, for instance, you've signed up for, you know, some emails, you know, you know, that you want to get regularly, you can either go to the bottom of that email and hit unsubscribe and change your email preferences with ever, whatever company or organization that you have signed up to get their emails. Or you, you could go to the very top when you hover over their email, say unsubscribe, and you can click on that. And, and Apple will just, you know, do like a boilerplate unsubscribe to that particular uh, company. But if you go to your junk folder, you know, it's usually the misspelled words that just kill me. I just, I just love it, you know, because it's so, it's obvious to us three, but I don't know how obvious it is is to other people that are more trusting. But, you know, now it's the thing where if you want to stop getting these emails, you know, click on this link which yeah. please never click on a link That's, yeah. unless you know it's from a friend. And even still, I'm skeptical. You know, I get jokes that people send me all the time and I usually don't even click on them. It's like, eh, you know, I can live without hearing that joke that's made its rounds for the past 10 years on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm totally good with that. Yeah. So, or you get, or what I'm getting is the same. I'm getting it to my, to the, to the, my Mac address. Oh yeah. It, 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 it kind of ebbs and flows. I'll yeah. get maybe just a couple a week. And then sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and there's like 20 of them sitting in my jaw and they're all the same. Like right now, it's like, great news, Elisa, which they spelled with a lowercase e. This is, you know, a great way to drop 20 pounds in two weeks. That, But it'll be the same email with a different from. So it's the exact same email. One's from Vicky, one's from Suze, but it's the exact same email. I get those and like delete, delete, and delete, also delete. be skeptical of GoFundMe. I'm sorry, I- I'm going to just throw this out there. There's a lot yeah. of people that fake illnesses and fake their cancers. I'm, I, it's the truth, people. I know it it's is. horrible, but people they will do anything to get your money. And you know, all you have to do is Google. You know, um, Kickstarter campaigns where people have, you know. Um, you know, overstated their product that they're going to be coming out with and they get, you know, a million dollars worth of Kickstarter money. And the next thing you know, they've, they're blowing in the wind and you've lost your money for no product whatsoever yeah. or GoFundMes. I mean, yes, you know, you feel bad when you hear about somebody's lost everything in a fire and they have got five kids and one of them has healthcare issues and, oh my God, how are they going to make it? And you give a few hundred dollars, but it's a scam, you know, just be really, really cognizant of who you're giving money, your hard-earned money to. Just, you know, just be cognizant mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. Be skeptical yeah. of everything. I hate to say it, but it is the truth. No, it's true. 
Yeah, and don't beat yourself up if you fall for these things. Everybody, no. everybody has has to learn and learn. Yes, I learn, learn and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, you know. Um, no, be, because uh, and don't it's say, happened oh, to everybody. Students, especially older people, they, they, they really just beat themselves up over stuff like this. Because and they it, have so much to lose, Vicky. They've, they've lost so, you know, they, they're on a limited. Yeah, but they anyway. also, they also think that oh, I'm stupid. I'm older. Young people make the same mistakes, you know. It has nothing to do with you being old or being trusting. That's that's a good person that you are, and you should not allow that to prevent you from staying online, having an email present, doing your banking online. I mean, that, that's convenience, you know. Um, and um, we we all learn from our mistakes, you know. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. And you know, the other thing is, you know, people. Really smart people have gotten taken in. I mean, look at, um, you know, um, I, want to, I just lost his name. Bernie um, Maddox. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, I just, I just, oh, you remember the investor. Oh, come on. This is what I do all the time now. Um, That's because you're old. <laughs> no, Bernie, Ma- Bernie Madoff. No, Madoff. Yes, I am old. Bernie Madoff. People yeah. lost millions. Kevin Spacey oh, God, yeah. lost yeah. millions and had yeah. to go back to work. I mean, yeah. so, you know, if you lose a few thousand dollars, it's a horrible, horrible thing. You really don't but, care about Kevin but, Spacey. But, uh, but, celeb- <laughs> but celebrities, and and it's happened to a lot of people. It's not yeah. just, you know, like Kevin Bacon saying. and his wife, Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, yeah they Kevin lost Spacey. money, too. I'm not really Kevin had to Spacey. go back to work. I, yeah. I, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. Kevin Spacey. It was Kevin Bacon. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking Footloose. Yeah, yes, wife. that's right. Footloose. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's his wife's name? Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Yeah. Kira Sedgwick. And they yeah. had to go back to work. I mean, And, you know, they, they had this plan. One of them would work and the other one wouldn't, you know, so they could have time off. And they had this nice nest thing. They're going to stop working and there it's called Bernie Madoff. You know, he's just ripped yep. them off. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds too good to be true. It is. It, yep. It's, it's, it's really, it's terrible. People are out to, I hate to put it vernacularly, but to screw other people. Many people are like that. And you just have to be really aware and be very, very cautious of who you give your money to. You know, yeah. even, even when people have what I, say sob stories or a very compelling story you know i like when our friend on um we knew him in maine my husband he worked for my husband when my husband was a manager of a company in maine wonderful wonderful man and his wife was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer he was so overwhelmed um one of his friends had put up a gofundme we we gave to that absolutely because we knew both of them and we knew that would mean a lot strangers i'm it's always amazing how many uh, people will give to and I think in in some cases that's really wonderful you know it's a humanitarian thing but people have also um, screwed other people by making you know fake GoFundMes as well which is really you know it's just it's horrible it really is I mean it is that takes a really nasty kind of person to do something like that yeah yeah, yeah. pretty sad so to wrap up up. If you are looking for more information, there is a page uh, on the Federal Trade Commission under Privacy, Identity, and Online Security, which has different articles about computer security and disposing of your computers and your mobile device, malware, online tracking, 
keeping your wireless network secure, um, understanding your apps and your IP cameras, and then different scams like security scams, hacked emails, dating scams. You have to be careful, you know, catfishing, things like that for dating scams, uh, phishing, tech support scams, and like what Suze was saying, using money transfer services. Uh, so there's a lot of information there also about protecting kids online and identity theft. So, oh, I didn't even think about protecting kids online, but that's yeah. actually true too. So oh there's a whole section on this online on the Federal Trade Commission if you're looking for more information because this is a big topic and we're yeah. just touching on just a couple of things that you know we think are important that we want to make you aware. So with that, we are going to wrap up. Uh, we just want to let you know that for the next couple of months. We are going to be sporadic in our recording. Uh, there's a lot of commitments going on on both sides, on all three sides, I should say. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to you sometime in September after the announcements are made. If everything stays the way it has been in past years, Apple will probably having their iPhone announcements on Tuesday, September 11th. Nothing official yet, but that's what's been in the rumor mill. So we'll see what's going on there. If we can't get together and talk to you, we probably will be back sometime in November. So until then, we thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Be safe. Bye-bye. Everybody, this is Simon Parnell, the host of the Essential Apple Podcast, a show where we aim to take a wander around the week's news in Apple, news, reviews, technology, security, and anything else that catches our eye. Plus, from time to time, we like to have guests from the industry who we get to tell us about their products, their services, their history, their philosophies, what uh, drives them, and of course, just what makes them tick. That, plus a bunch of friends talking about the news in Apple. What more could you possibly want? Check us out on the My Mac Podcasting Network or over at EssentialApple.com or now available on Spotify and SoundCloud.